0: my seven chakras episode 125
1: wherever you go there you are the seven chakras swirling vortices of energy positioned throughout our body from the base of the spine to the crown of the head for thousands of years this ancient wisdom has been passed on from master to disciple what are the functions of these energy centers could these chocolates help you unlock your destiny and find your true purpose? Welcome to my seven chocolates. And now your host, Aditya Jai Kumar.
0: Kumar. What's up action takers, AJ here, your friend, your host, and your fellow action taker. And we are back once again to uncover the mysteries of the universe. One idea at a time, one question at a time, one challenge at a time, and one story at a time. Our goal at My7Chakras is to celebrate challenges and failures because they are not obstacles, but stepping stones to the complete transformation that awaits you. Action Tribe, I cannot wait to dive into today's interview. But before that, I really want to ask you this. What makes you happy? That's right. I'm curious and I want to know from each and every one of you, what makes you happy. So if you have your answer ready, jump onto your favorite social media platform and share your answer along with the hashtag my7chakras and let this guy know what makes you happy because I am feeling so happy right now and you guys are the reason why I am happy. And with that, let's move on to the powerful and inspirational episode that lies in front of us. Our featured guest for today is Lauren Walker. So Lauren, are you ready to inspire?
1: Yes, I am.
0: Awesome. Author, of energy medicine yoga and energy medicine yoga prescription Lauren has been teaching yoga since 1997 that's nearly 20 years she created EM yoga to help her students heal mental emotional and physical challenges easier and faster with the powerful use of energy a writer since childhood Lauren publishes widely including features in the new york times the jerusalem post and salon.com she has a periodic yoga column at mnn.com and she's been featured in yoga journal as well Lauren is a wandering spirit and has lived and worked all over the world she continues to travel and teach workshops and classes in the usa canada and abroad and get this action tribe lauren walker has also been named one of the hundred most influential yoga teachers in america instructors that have shaped the way americans practice from coast to coast so lauren i've given our listeners a glimpse into your amazing life that you've led so far but i'm sure that our listeners would like to know a bit more about you so take about a minute to share
1: well Thank you for having me on the show. I always appreciate the opportunity to share this work that I'm so passionate about. So I currently live in Montana, and I spend some time in New England as well, where my family lives. And I am passionate as well uh, about after yoga is skiing is my big passion and I live in the mountains and in a small town in the wilderness I can hike out my back door and not see another person but I can see mountain lions and bears and elk and deer and it's so incredibly beautiful here and it's the place where I come and recharge and refill after uh, traveling all over which is exhilarating but also can be exhausting as well so this is my kind of home away from the home of the world where I share the work that I do.
0: So that definitely sounds like a life well lived. And I can't wait to learn more about the stories and insights and advice that you're going to share with us. But before that, if you've listened to any of our previous shows, you would know how much love we have for inspirational quotes, because no matter what we're doing right now, that quote helps us get focused and brings us back to the here and now. So with that thought, what is your favorite inspirational quote? also, tell us how you apply this quote in your life.
1: The quote that I really use most often is uh, the title of a John Cabot Zinn book, and it is Wherever You Go, There You Are. And uh, I first actually came across that quote from somebody not involved at all in the spiritual world, uh, one of my first boyfriends when I first moved to Montana. And he uh, really taught me in a way that I haven't ever learned in any spiritual tradition, and that Is that the presence of being? And um, as we'll kind of get into a little bit later in some of the questions, I can tend to be a runner, and I uh, and I don't mean (laughs) I don't mean running for health. I mean running away from things, challenges, and difficulties. And I notice that is a tendency in a lot of my students as well, especially people that have undergone challenges, traumatic events, grief in their lives. Not only do myself, but a lot of people tend to run away physically but we tend to leave ourselves and dissociate from the body and the mind when challenges arise and so this quote I find to be very grounding because there really is no running away wherever you go there you are is really the truth of our existence and so it helps me to uh, be able to stay more present when things come up because I know that no matter where I try to go these issues are going to come with me and so the easiest way is through them
0: wonderful I really love this quote in fact, this has been shared for the second time on our show wherever you go there you are and as you so rightly put there is no running away from the challenges the pains that we have in our life because no matter where we go the issues will manifest once again and the only way through it is through it as I I just said Mm -hmm. Uh, so thanks a lot for sharing and with that let's dive in what inspired you to write your book Energy Medicine Yoga
1: I was teaching uh, well let me back up a little bit. I had taken a quite a long break from teaching yoga. Mm -hmm. And I was actually living up in Canada at the time. And then I moved back to the States. And one of my teachers told me that I needed to teach again. And I wasn't really interested in teaching yoga at the time. But for all of your listeners know that when you have a teacher and they tell you to do something, you have to do it unless or they're not your teacher. So I listened to my teacher's advice, and I started to teach again. And it just so serendipitously happened that I was living in a small town in Vermont. And the only opportunity to teach there was at a university, and it's Norwich University, which is the oldest private military college in the country. And so I started teaching yoga there, and my students were preparing to undertake some of the most difficult challenges that any of us face in our lives. And most of us, thankfully, never have to face what these students were heading off to to do all over the world in theaters of war. And I had been studying with Donna Eden, energy medicine, and I started to use some of those practices within the yoga practice. And immediately the benefits were apparent. It was incredible the power that these practices had in terms of increasing both the efficacy and benefits of the yoga and then vice versa. The yoga practice was infusing the energy medicine work with more power. And so the two of them together became this tantra, which is a weaving together of disparate things of incredible power. And the four years that I spent teaching there really taught me so much about how the body and mind work and how, if we access the underlying energy, we really can boost both of those healing potentials infinitely.
0: Wonderful. Now, based on what I've read and based on what you've alluded to, EM yoga is a combination of two disciplines and Eden energy medicine and Tantra yoga. Mm -hmm. And I've read that initially you began intuitively combining these two methodologies at the university. It soon became clear to you that you had discovered the power of something being more than than the sum of its parts. I love that phrase. So, talk to us about how energy medicine and yoga complement one another and how the result is more than the sum of its parts.
1: Yoga really is at its essence an energetic practice. Mm-hmm. It's just really not taught that much anymore and there are certainly a lot of teachers that do teach the energetics behind the uh, the yoga practice but it's not really widely done and it's not often explained and so when I was in the um, the program with Donna Eden, I was learning the fundamentals of energy, what actually is energy what does it do, how does it manifest in the body and how can we access this and I started using the before I even got to Norwich, I started using the techniques on myself and um, predominantly working through grief and trauma that I had experienced in my life. And a lot of the energy work working with grief and trauma um, incorporates holding different points on the body for very long periods of time. And so while I was holding these points, I thought, well, what else am I going to do besides hold these points and cry? I'm sitting here for a very long time. So I started incorporating some yin yoga, very long, deep holds of yoga. Mm -hmm. And the more... I started to do that, the the quicker results I was getting from the energy medicine practices, which are quantifiable, not only in how you feel, but there's ways that you can um, actually test them energetically in your own body. So I was getting really powerful results from that. And so when I started teaching at Norwich, I started using sort of the basic um, tenets of the energy medicine work. And then they started, sh- the work itself started teaching me every new pose that we would do, I would see that there was an energetic component to it that I could align with. And the more I started incorporating them, it just kept kind of growing and growing within itself. It was teaching me how to uh, how to teach my students, if that, if that makes sense. And I started writing it all down and then it became the book. So things like, again, moving through trauma more quickly, being able to uh, work with your emotions and um, and move through those, getting the information that the emotions have without being subsumed by the, the energetics of the story, um, as well as just basic things like building core strength and increasing flexibility. One of the biggest things that came about on the college campus was strengthening of the immune system. Here I was surrounded by thousands of students and people were dropping like flies during flu season and me and my students were sailing right through because we were really increasing the strength of the immune system with these techniques. So it was just it, it, the practice itself kept teaching me what it wanted to show me.
0: Wonderful. So I loved your response. So firstly, I completely agree that the energetics behind yoga is not properly and clearly explained in regular studios. And you started by using those principles to overcome challenges of grief and trauma, and then including yin yoga, those long and deep holds to induce relaxation. So love that. And it's amazing to note that your work started evolving, started teaching you started iterating and improving as time progressed. And you recorded all of that in the book that you wrote. And it's phenomenal that all across the university, students were having these challenges during a particular season, but your team, your group or your students did not face those challenges in terms of staying and remaining healthy. So thanks a lot for sharing. I watched the energy medicine yoga trailer on your website, which by the way, is phenomenal. It's so inspiring and thought provoking. And in the video, you say something really profound along the lines, of everything that we do with the body takes us out of balance. The people that we meet, the food that we eat, emotions that we feel, all of it. So could you talk to us about how our body goes out of balance in the first place? And what does out of balance feel like?
1: That's a very profound question. And part of what I'm addressing in the second book, the Energy Medicine Yoga Prescription. And I think we don't have an adequate somatic experience of what being in balance is Mm. so for a lot of us being out of balance feels normal and so if you struggle with different issues that can feel like what your baseline is. And that's actually a a premise in Ayurveda as well. You know, everybody sort of knows the three doshas, and it's kind of been popularized in that sense. But those doshas are actually indicative of where we are out of balance for what feels to us like baseline is often not neutral. And so one of the things that we try to find in the EM yoga practice is what does it feel like and can we even get to that place of neutral and in balance because it's a moving target. You're never static. The mm-hmm. body is never still. Even in the deepest REM sleep, your body is doing hundreds of thousands of biological physiological actions every second. And so the body is never still, and so balance becomes it's a dance. It's of, uh, a place of finding where you can be at rest, where you can be at peace and where you can be at, in health. And so one of the things that we really work on is feeling when we are out of balance and identifying what that Looks like. And we often do that in balancing poses to really give ourselves that tactile feeling of what being imbalanced and then being knocked off your balance is so that we can start to play with that idea of how to find that. That place of ease, which is never a still point anyway, but that can start to become what we experience as a balanced and, and neutral place. So from there, then we can go off and, and do the rest of our lives and stop being triggered by all of these other things that keep pushing our buttons because we have an experience of how to bring ourselves back into um, an experience of that neutral, what one of my teachers calls hollow bone, that place where we can really rest in peace. No matter what is going on around us. So it's a bit of a different idea of balance. We like to, you know, many of us like to think of things in absolutes. But with the physical body, and even with the mental body, it's not really a zero sum game. It's always in flux. So it's just about coming
0: to a place where we're in ease. So what you just said is profound on so many levels. So thanks a lot for sharing that. And it's so true that being out of balance sometimes feels normal, because we've got a new baseline altogether. So if someone asks you, are you stressed, you probably might say no, because you've you have a new baseline at this point. So what your focus really is on is how do you find out what it feels like for you to be neutral and in balance and then identifying what it feels like to be out of balance. So having that play of finding what point is ease and what point is that hollow bone as you quite rightly and wonderfully put. So You've alluded to this before, but what are some of the benefits of practicing energy medicine yoga?
1: Well, I think the biggest benefit is corralling your energy to work for you. And once that is established, and and that's a very simple piece, and and it's uh, I teach it in the beginning of every class. It's in the beginning of both of my books. It's I've got a lot of videos of mm-hmm. just showing you the very basics of getting your energy to work for you, to to work in the in the right directions. And then what what happens from there is really individual, because so many of us have or uh, all of us have very different challenges that we're facing with. So if you've got a physical challenge, getting your energy to work for you is going to help you start to be able to heal those and mitigate those physical challenges. Maybe as you said, you've got a lot of stress in your life. Again, if you start to get your energy working for you, you start to be able to dissolve that stress and come into a more easeful place. I have had I can't even tell you how many um, people have come up to me, sometimes after just a three-hour class, and have told me how they are completely transformed. I get emails all the time from people saying, this has changed in my life, that has changed in my life, Uh, chronic pain is gone. I just gave a practice to my sister, who's one of my biggest doubters, which is great. You know, she's not just a a yes woman. She really questions everything. And I gave her a practice, uh, an 11-day practice. And on day three, everything had completely changed in her work life that had been really stuck before. And she became my biggest believer and fan after that because she just really felt the, the, the energy start to work for her. Energy is all that there is. Everything is energy. We are just energetic beings. Everything around us, the physical buildings that we live in, our cars, everything in the world is energy. So once we can learn those principles of energy mm-hmm. and how to make them work for us, it starts to become kind Kind of a, a magical dance where we're co-creating instead of being um, feeling like victims of the world around us. We start to co-create our own lives in a more powerful and positive way.
0: Wonderful. I'm just reading Healing Hands by Barbara Brennan these days, and that is such an amazing book because mm-hmm. it exposes one to the auras, the energies, and how, as you rightly pointed out, everything around us is energy. When we shift our perspective from Newtonian physics to quantum theory we realize that everything is energy around us and the importance of the mind because where the focus goes, energy flows. So my question now is somebody listening to this episode right now, how does one go about learning energy medicine yoga? What's the process like? And how long does it take?
1: That can be a really a big spectrum Mm -hmm. at the very my goal would be to get every yoga class in the country, every single class starting with the wake up routine, which is for very very simple techniques again to get your energy awake moving forward which is it's sort of a strange concept to people but a lot of us have our energies moving backward and how that manifests is it's like you're paddling upstream against the current of your life and so everything that you do sort of feels like nothing's working out and you're always tired and no matter what you're doing things aren't working for you and one of those reasons can simply be that your own physical energy is running backward so that's the very first thing we do is to wake our energy up and get it moving forward. And then we get it crossing over the body, which is the second most important directional flow of energy in the body is this crossover pattern. Um, And then the other two pieces of that wake up are to get those pieces kind of set in so that they can hold. And so that very simple exercise, again, and I have some free uh, videos on YouTube, which teach you how to do those very simple four techniques called the wake up, that alone, uh, and I say this all the time. That alone can change your life. You know, you can come to a five day workshop with me and I'll say after the first 10 minutes, you guys can go home now because you've learned the biggest, hugest transformational piece of energy right there. But then certainly after that, there it's a huge uh, and beautiful and quite simple process of how to um, weave these practices into any kind of yoga practice that you currently do. Or if you don't have a yoga practice, how to weave these into other physical things that you do so that again, and you can get your energy working for you and starting to help you heal and overcome obstacles. So I teach uh, I teach a lot of classes all over the country, workshops, and I have uh, a couple of teacher training programs for people to learn how to teach this. And I've got a short video for sale on my website. And the easiest way is really to um, to get a copy of my book. And there's, it's an eight-week program of how to incorporate week by week more advanced practices, so that you can start to learn them from the beginning all the way through to working with some fairly challenging things as well. So it really depends on how you like to learn and if you like to travel and be in person or if, you know, learning from a book works for you. So there's all kinds of opportunities and different levels. I have, um, you know, students that have studied with me for years and all they do is the wake up and they've had incredible results with that. And so it really just depends on where you're at and what motivation levels you have and what your outcomes that you're looking
0: for. Wonderful. This is really exciting because as you mentioned, there are many ways of learning energy medicine yoga. For starters, you can always get the book, which we are going to talk about later on in terms of how people can actually get a hold of your book and then people can work one-on-one with you or meet you at the workshops where you really inspire and motivate people around the world to learn energy medicine yoga. But let's go back in time now. Let's take a couple of steps back. How did you first encounter... Energy medicine in the first place?
1: It's quite an interesting story. So I was living in Montana, but I had just sold my house and was moving up to Canada. Mm. And uh, right before I left, uh, on my Gang of girlfriends was in the kitchen, and one of us had just been down in Denver and had been to um one of donna's workshops and she said, "I just set this amazing workshop with this great woman and she taught us his daily routine, and can I teach it to you so we're all yeah for sure, so in my kitchen, she shows us the daily energy routine from which the wake up is adapted, and we were all really excited by that. It was just a beautiful, fun technique and then quite soon after that, I left and moved up to Canada. And I I met a man up there who eventually actually became my fiance, um, but he had been quite ill in his life early on. And in his 20s, he had... Um, a undiagnosed brain uh, aneurysm that ha- was bleeding in his brain and he spent about seven years essentially dying on his couch and he 's telling me this story, and he said the only thing that saved my life was doing these exercises out of this book and it happened to be donna eden 's book, and the exercises mm-hmm. were working with the chakras so you know when i when I heard that you know first I had that experience in my kitchen and then here 's this man who basically is telling me that his life was saved by this woman, I thought, okay, I need to investigate this a little further. And I went to a weekend workshop uh, with her. And if you have ever had the opportunity to study with Donna Eden, she she is a living master. And I don't say that lightly. I've studied with many teachers in many different traditions, mm. but she is absolutely a living master. And she is unbelievable an incredible, incredible light in this world. And I feel so blessed to have her as my mentor and my teacher. And once I took that weekend workshop, that was it. I was all in and I've really never looked back.
0: So thanks a lot for sharing those powerful insights and your story. Now for someone listening to this episode right now who wants to take what they've learned, take what you've shared and apply it and experience a shift. Is there a technique or strategy that you'd like to teach our listeners today?
1: I would absolutely say to start with the wake up with a wake up technique to get your energy awake moving forward and crossing over. And one of the things that Donna has said that has stuck with me and so profound is that every single illness or disease, mental, physical, spiritual, every single thing can be traced back to the fact of energy not moving forward and crossing over. And so if those two things aren't happening, nothing else that you do is going to stick and hold and move, and move you forward. And they're quite simple to do. And this is why I teach them and offer that little bit for free on my YouTube channel, because I want everybody to be doing those things. And it's really quite simple. First thing that you'll do to wake the energy up is just Tarzan thump all over your chest. So, you know, when I'm teaching them live, I'll show you the exact points, but it's, you'll affect them anyway. You'll, you'll get them anyway. If you thump all over your chest um, and you'll be breathing in the nose and out the mouth and sort of Tarzan thump all over the chest and on the low rib cage as well, breathing in the nose and out the mouth. And what that does is wakes your energy up and gets it moving forward. And then to get the energy crossing over, the easiest technique and the most powerful one is to march in place and you'll um, uh, connect one hand, the same hand to the same knee as you're marching in place. You'll do that about 10 times and then you'll brush your hands off and you'll cross your hands over. So you're still marching in place, but now the right hand goes to the left knee and the left hand goes to the right knee. And the reason that we start with the same hand as leg and then we cross over is because of that tenet of meet you where you are. So most of us have some, if not all of our energies running parallel to each other, which stops them from being able to do the work that they need to do. So we want to meet that energy where it is, we kind of corral that energy, and then we connect it into that crossover pattern once we switch and start crossing over the legs and it seems quite simple and it really is and it is incredibly profound and these youtube videos that i keep alluding to i started a a 30 day energy medicine yoga challenge on the first day of may and those are all the videos that are up there but my premise was if all you do for 30 days is thump and cross you will have profound effect on your life and i encourage everybody to do that and then to share with me the experiences that you Have. So that's the absolute easiest way to start um, getting a a taste of what this work can do. And it's so easy, it takes a couple of minutes at most. And once you get that experience of shifting, then you, you get, you fired up to want to learn more and do more because you see how simple and easy it is to just get a shift.
0: Awesome. So you mentioned that the video is also available on your YouTube page? Yes. Great. We'll have the link for that as well. Action Tribe, to access the show notes for today's episode, visit my7chakras.com forward slash 125. That's my 7 com forward slash 125. If I had to select one quality, one personal characteristic that I regard as being highly correlated with success, whatever the field, I would pick the trait of persistence, determination, the will to endure to the end, to get knocked down 70 times and get up the floor saying, here comes number 71. This is an amazing quote by Richard DeVos, Action Tribe. There are so many people with talent, so many people born into really affluent families. There are so many people with amazing minds and so many people with amazing world transformation ideas, But as soon as they see rejection, obstacles or challenges, many people back down and give up. And the ideas end up in the museum, literally. But I know that you are not one of them. The very fact that you are listening to this episode right now means that you're committed to transforming your life and strengthening your spirit using these powerful techniques that we are learning today, energy medicine and yoga. You don't take life too seriously. And even though you might receive the odd knocks here and there, you will get up once again and emphatically exclaim, here comes number two. Seventy-one, And Lauren, at this point, I'm sure most of our listeners would like to learn from the challenges that you faced in your life. So take us back to a time when you faced a major obstacle. What was the experience like and then how did you come out of it?
1: So, the story that I would like to share, uh, I've kind of alluded to already when I left my home in Montana. So, I had um, opened a yoga studio here that was quite successful, but my business partner was not on the same page. He was in it for different reasons and eventually uh, pulled the plug on the whole endeavor and kind of uh, torpedoed what had been an incredibly beautiful contribution to the community here, of which people still talk Talk about today—it was so powerful and and had such an impactful effect on so many people's lives. And in the face of that catastrophe, I ran, and I first ran to Mexico, and then I came back. And George Bush took us to war against Iraq, and then I ran from my own country. I couldn't countenance the fact of such idiocy, idiocy in the face of challenges that we were all facing. So I left, I ran. And I spent um, about seven years away from my country and away from my practice. I stopped teaching yoga. And it was during that time that I immersed myself in Donna's work. And over that time, I began to learn how to actually be with myself in the face of challenges instead of running away from them. And it didn't mean running into the fire, but what it meant was how I could stay present in the face of challenges, how I could assert myself in a powerful way so that I could affect change in my life, but not only in my life, but in the lives of people around me. And so it was really through Donna's work that I began to really increase my resilience. And once I started teaching again at Norwich with all of these students, I wanted to increase their resilience as well, because they were going to face challenges that were of a a degree far greater than any that I had faced. So it was through that experience of running away that I ran right into, I guess, many would say my destiny and the power of these teachings that I am continuing to discover day after day. So I think that's really the the biggest thing that I gained from Donna's work is the toolkit, Mm -hmm. this huge, immense toolkit to be able to use in the face of many different challenges. And I have continued to this day to use them when anything arises. And, you know, life is challenging. And everyone has um, issues that we deal with, again, physically, mentally, emotionally, Mm -hmm. every day. And if we don't have the tools to deal with them, they can sink us. And I just feel so grateful that I've been able to find these tools and that I've been able to share them with so many people who are able to benefit Because in this world, we really need to be able to work together and to overcome our challenges individually, but then communally so that we can go forward in a positive way and instead of a destructive way.
0: Mm -hmm. So looking back now, looking back at your life in just one sentence, what is that one major life lesson that you'd like to share with our listeners?
1: I think it goes right back to the inspirational quote, wherever you go, there you are. So there's no running away from your challenges. But once you can be present with yourself and have a little assistance, a little help from your friends, right, then you can start to take better care and overcome.
0: That's really amazing. Couple of things there. You shared that you had opened a yoga studio, very successful, but that your business partner didn't share your values. And ultimately, that was shut down. The people kept asking you about it. And because it was such a difference to the community around you. As a result of that experience, you ran to Mexico, you ran away from the thoughts of war because at that point there was, you know, uh, war declared with uh, another country. You spent seven years away from teaching and practicing yoga and you learned how to be with challenges, how to stay present, how to assert yourself to affect the positive change in your life and in those around you. And in essence, you received a powerful toolkit, if I can put it that way. And yet the yoga aspect of your life was stored deep in your muscle memory, even though you were away from it for seven years, which came back to form energy medicine yoga. I think that's so amazing and so powerful, a story of how you experienced life, showing your vulnerability experiencing the challenges but then coming out of it as you are today so thanks a lot for sharing mm, thank you so action takers, I know that you and me, we are of a different breed. We all face so many challenges and obstacles in our lives, but we are constantly looking for ways to grow, constantly looking for ways to overcome the obstacle and constantly taking action. In a way, we're underdogs because as we're doing this immense amount of work, it may go unnoticed. But remember, your work, whatever it is, is not going to waste. Keep taking action, keep practicing and keep doing the work until you reach your tipping point and shoot to the next level. Because as Elvis. Presley once so magically put, truth is like the sun. You can shut it off for a time, but it ain't going away. <laughs> so Lauren, what is your life's calling at this point of time?
1: I would say at this point, it is sharing this work. I just feel so passionate about it. There's so many things that I love and am passionate about. And I consider myself An artist, even before I considered myself a yogi. I was writing long before I wrote these yoga books. And so it's always been, my life has always been a tantra as well, a weaving together of many different things. And at this point, this is so powerful and it's so joyful for me to share this work. I come alive when I'm teaching and I love hearing the stories of my students who are overcoming obstacles of their own. And So right now, uh, I'm just answering that. And I I literally am answering the calls. You know, you called me. People are calling me from all over the world. Will I come and share? And my answer is yes, I will, because I love this work. So right now, that's where I'm at. And I'm going to hang out here for a little while, I think.
0: That is awesome. So as you look back at your life, What would you say is that one pivotal moment that really changed your life beyond which you knew that life was going to be different?
1: Mm, That's interesting. I would have to say um, my father died quite young and I was 23 years old. He was 49. And that event threw me onto the spiritual path because I was so lost and distraught after that. I went to New Zealand and... Literally found the practices that are still uh, resonant in my life today. Different meditation practices, astrology, yoga, all of these. I, I, I did a fire walk. Um, And then I found a community of like-minded people that were also on the spiritual quest. And there's no doubt in my mind that that event, which led to that journey, led directly in a very circuitous way, but directly to the work that I'm doing today. And my father was a teacher and a writer, and I feel that I've, I've sort of followed in his footsteps in my quest to understand why something so tragic could have happened. So I think that's probably the biggest transformation. Uh, If he hadn't died, I, I would have had a completely different trajectory of my life.
0: Well, thanks a lot for sharing that magical moment with us. And with that, we have arrived at the final round for today's show, my favorite round called the wisdom round. This is a rapid fire round that has four simple yet powerful questions. So are you ready? I'm ready. What is the best advice that you've ever received? Be kind. Name a personal habit that you'd like to recommend for our listeners.
1: It's called nausea. It's a technique of oiling the nasal passages, which is incredibly profound for anyone that gets any sicknesses or to keep, again, your immune system strong. It's good for so many things. And you can Google it to learn how to do it, or you could wait till my next book comes out because I write about it. It's called N A S Y A, nausea.
0: Wonderful. So when is your book coming out?
1: It comes out a year from now. July of 2017.
0: Awesome. I can't wait. So what is your morning ritual like?
1: Well, that really varies because I travel so much. It's different wherever I go. And it's also different summer to winter. I really do uh, change my ritual depending on the season. But most often, I I do follow a bit of an Ayurvedic lifestyle. So I wake up and I eat relatively soon after I wake up. And then I tend to work for a while. And then around 11 o'clock, I do my yoga practice. And I always used to sort of be down on myself because, you know, yogis are supposed to practice first thing in the morning and all that. But what I've just recently realized and discovered is I practice yoga during the heart time in the meridian wheel, 11 to 1. And Mm. it just resonates so much with me because I love the yoga practice and it accentuates the, the bhakti of it, the love for the practice and devotion. So that's kind of how I do my day. I also do a lot of other Ayurvedic techniques in the morning. Morning to kind of get myself healthy and on track.
0: So, what is it? One book that you'd like to recommend for our listeners?
1: I actually, if it's okay, I have three books here that I give all the time to different people. One of them is called "Tuning the Human Biofield" by my dear friend and teacher Eileen McCusick, and she's actually the one that that taught me the quote of Hollow Bone. It's an unbelievable book, wow. and it will absolutely shift your worldview. The other two books are Louise Hayes, Heal Your Body, which helps us to understand some of the emotional components behind physical um, illnesses. And the third book is called Soul Viva by Anna Edy, E-D-E-Y. And it's an environmental book about how we can reclaim um, the benefits of simple living. And it is absolutely stunning. And I give it to everybody. And we're at such a crucial time in our environmental awareness Mm -hmm. that we need to heal not only only our own bodies and minds but we also need to heal the planet and uh, this book is just a huge gift for anyone that's interested in, in doing that as well
0: action drive to access today's show notes visit my 7 forward slash 125 that's my 7 forward slash 125 so Lauren thanks a lot for joining us today it was amazing having you on before you go tell us one thing that you're grateful for and tell us the best way we can find you online
1: I am grateful for this beautiful and healing sacred space that I live in in Montana and you can find me online at emyoga.net and the next retreat that i'll be at is at Hollyhock in British Columbia which is one of my favorite places to be and it's the first time that i'm going to teach the practices from the new book that won't be released till next year so if you're interested in getting the the first taste of that please join me it is a magical magical place and i'll be at a lot of other things i'll be at omega and yoga journal conference in Colorado in September so I I hope that I see some of you at some of those events.
0: So there you go, Action Tribe. If you've listened so far, you it means that you're really interested in learning not only about how you can use yoga to change your life, but how you can integrate energy medicine to take your life to a whole new level, to transform your life, to receive the energy from the universal energy field that will allow you to heal yourself and gain that higher wisdom that is waiting for you. So if If you want to know more, head on to emyoga.net in order to get to know more and take action. And we'll have the link up in the show notes as well. Lauren, thank you so much for coming on our show, enlightening us about energy, medicine, yoga, and taking us one step closer, although I would say it's a leap closer to a human revolution.
1: Thank you so much for having me. You are listening to My 7 Chakras. My S E V E N chakras.com. Download your free gift, get inspired and take action. Transform your life today.